Good morning, City Church. This is City Church Together for Wednesday, Wednesday, September 16th. Today, we're going to continue through the book of Exodus, um, and we're going to go today to Exodus chapter 14. Um, Exodus chapter 14 is the um, part of the Exodus where uh, Moses and is leading the Israelites through the Red Sea that God has parted from them. So Pharaoh let the um, Egyptians, I'm sorry, Pharaoh let the Israelites go. The Egyptians chased them into the Red Sea, and, uh, and God parts the waters, and uh, the Egyptians decide, um, let's go in after them. So um, I'm going to start in verse 15. Uh, Exodus 14, verse 15. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to break camp. As for you, lift up your staff, stretch out your hand over the sea, and divide it so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. As for me, I am going to harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them, and I will receive glory by means of Pharaoh, all his army, and his chariots and horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I receive glory through Pharaoh, his chariots and horsemen. Then the angel of God, who was going in front of the Israelite forces, moved and went behind them. The pillar of cloud moved from in front of them and stood behind them. It came between the Egyptian and Israelite forces. There was a cloud and darkness. It lit up the night, and neither group came near the other all night long. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. The Lord drove the sea back with a powerful east wind, all that night and turned the sea into dry land so the waters were divided and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with the waters like a wall to them on their right and their left. The Egyptians set out in pursuit and all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots and his horsemen went into the sea after them. During the morning watch, the Lord looked down on the Egyptian forces from the pillar of fire and cloud and threw the Egyptian forces into confusion. He caused their chariot wheels to swerve and made them drive with difficulty. Let's get away from Israel, the Egyptians said, because the Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand and over the sea that the water may come back on the Egyptians, on their chariots and horsemen. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at daybreak, the sea returned to its normal depth. While the Egyptians were trying to escape from it, the Lord threw them into the sea. The water came back and covered the chariots and horsemen, plus the entire army of Pharaoh that had gone after them into the sea, not even one of them survived. But the Israelites had walked through the sea on dry ground, with the waters like a wall to them on their right and their left. That day the Lord saved Israel from the power of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. When Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and believed in him and in his servant Moses. And that is the word of the Lord from Exodus chapter 14. Yesterday morning, we um, meditated on the idea that Pharaoh hardened his heart um, uh, after he had relief. And there is um, something that happens here. Um, you may remember that the final plague that God sent was um, the death of the firstborn son of anyone who didn't have the blood of the lamb smeared over their doorpost. Um, so the Egyptians who had rejected God's um, salvation and had rejected uh, God's call to them 
um, did not have that blood, and so they just experienced the death of the firstborn of every household. And um, after that, Pharaoh said, all right, yes, you got to get out of here. And indeed, the Israelites got out of, or started to make their way out of Egypt. And again, Pharaoh um, hardens his heart. Now, you may have noticed that in this passage it says that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. There is a very interesting sort of um, back-and-forth tennis match with the hardening of Pharaoh's heart as you track it through the plagues. Um, sometimes it is Pharaoh as the active participant in hardening. Sometimes it is God as the active participant in hardening. So God hardened Pharaoh's heart or Pharaoh hardened his own heart. Um, I think that there is something there um, that may be akin to um, what you might read about in Romans chapter 1, where there is, uh, Romans 1 says that we suppress the truth and then God turns us over. Likewise, it's happening here. It is not that that um, Pharaoh has not had the opportunity to choose to obey God. It's that in his in his choosing, he hardens his heart, and then God turns him over to that hardening. And so you get it sometimes from God's perspective, and you get it sometimes from Pharaoh's own perspective. But I, I would say that Pharaoh is an active agent in choosing his own hardening throughout this story. It is not as if he is, you know, sort of dragged kicking and screaming into um, hardening his heart against God. No, 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 I don't want a hard heart. Well, you will have one. Um, That's not how that works. So Pharaoh, once again, has followed the pattern of getting relief, and he would get relief and harden his heart. Now he he got relief. The Israelites are gone, but he, I'm sure he is furious and angry and wants revenge and doesn't want to let um, his workforce go. And so Um, He pursues, and this is what I want us to meditate on today. Um, Right in verse um, 17, verse 17, this is what God says. He says, as for me, I am going to harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them, and I will receive glory by means of Pharaoh, all his army and his chariots and his horsemen. So these are the enemies of the people that God has called out to worship him. And God says, you remember Pharaoh is the embodiment of evil. He is like, um, you know, kind of chapter one embodiment of evil is the snake in the garden in Genesis. Chapter two embodiment of evil, um, Exodus, is, um, is the Pharaoh. And what God says here is that even though the Pharaoh has a hard heart against God, that he is still going to use the Pharaoh to get glory or to demonstrate um, his weight to all people, to demonstrate his worthiness, to demonstrate his holiness, to demonstrate his dangerous otherness um, to all people that would see and to all people that would tell this story. I'm going, God says, I'm going to receive glory by means of Pharaoh and all that follow Pharaoh, that bow their knee to Pharaoh. Here's what I want us to meditate on from that verse today. You have on one hand the um, Moses and all of Israel, who at the end of this passage, um, it says, when they saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and believed in him and in his servant Moses. So you have the the uh, Israel 
who are in a weak position being delivered by God. And you have Pharaoh who is represented and God says he's going to harden the heart of the armies and the chariots and uh, all and the chariots and the horsemen and Pharaoh. So the Egyptians are certainly in a strong position. It is Moses who is a representative of God here, of the good. Um, and you have Pharaoh representative of evil of here. The, so the, the power, the might seems to reside with evil. And it is evil who is sort of taking this active pursuit to use their power to crush the weak. And it is the weak, those who, um, you know, as God, as, as Moses, God told Moses to tell Israel, you need only be still. I will fight for you. I want you to think about that paradigm. The first question to meditate on today is, will God get glory from my life? Will God get glory from my life because I have chosen to let him fight for me, to take the weak position, to allow him to move, to obey him when he calls me even into difficult, scary things? Will God get the glory from my life and such that will result in chapter 15 coming up, a song that glorifies him and an attachment to him and deeper belief, that's where Israel ends up, or will God get glory from my life from being powerful and against him and angry and, and um, pushing against his way and his will of whenever I find relief sort of returning to that state of a hardening of heart or will I constantly have a weak and um, a weak and uh, soft heart that cries out to the God, that cries out to our God for salvation. Which one of those will define your life? Second thing is, what do you pursue in your life? Do you pursue armies, chariots, horsemen, all the things that will allow you and can sneakily come up on you and we forget that God is our salvation? Or do we freely give away? Do we free, are we freely generous with the things that would make us feel powerful, that would sort of tempt us into thinking that we don't need God and that would put us in that state of hard-heartedness? Do I, are things outflowing from me because I trust that I have everything I need with God? Or am I amassing my armies of whatever that is, wealth or prestige or position um, job, you know, security. What, a, what are you amassing sort of as Pharaoh as you, you can read in the first chapter of, of uh, Exodus about the storage, the cities that were built just for storage of Pharaoh's might. God will get the glory from our lives. The question is, will he get it like he got it from Pharaoh, like he displayed his glory through Pharaoh by having the judgment of the sea fall over them? Or will God get the glory from our lives by the song that we sing to him in worship for gratitude of the way he saved us when we were weak? Let's be silent for a moment and pray in that direction. Our Father in heaven, we are too 
strong for our own good or we think we're too strong and it is to our detriment you know father we need your word we need to realize our weakness and cry out to you and so among city church among all those who are listening right now who have listened to your word today and are now returning a prayer to you Father, give us the weakness that would call us to cry out to you. We want to see your victory, your victory for your glory. God, we want to be like Moses and Israel who sing a song of gratitude and praise because your strength, you have fought for us. We need only to stand still. We do not want to be as Pharaoh and the Israel who harden their hearts as soon as you relent. We want to give you glory by praising you for your provision. We do not want glory to be taken, Father, because we oppose you. I'm so thankful for Christ today who even right now offers repentance, turn around in faith, come back to me. And so in re- may repentance and faith flow right now by your Holy Spirit. May people feel and recognize your forgiveness right now. Christ on the cross has died for all of the amassing of idols and wealth and power seeking in order to make it so we don't need you. And faith now to walk with you with the generous spirit that where we overflow and outflow in order to show your glory off in our weakness. Thank you, Father, for your rescue of us in Christ. Thank you for your ongoing provision for us through Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.